Welcome to the Ghoulishism Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua J. Vargulish, Esquire, the third junior. With me is my best good friend, Christopher Moulton. Christopher, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I am just doing terrific, as I have you here to have a nice little conversation with. So we were talking earlier... Uh, before we started podcasting, we were just kind of talking about uh, America and the American dream. And there's nothing more the American dream than trying to quit my job so I can podcast and do cool stuff full time, be my own boss. And that's what this is all about. That's mostly why I'm doing this. Well, not mostly. It's one of the myriad reasons that i'm doing this so i don't know what do you what do you think what do, what do you is the american dream alive is it dead or uh, am i fooling myself i think the american dream is always going to be a dream and i think it's always going to be subjective to whoever is dreaming it i don't think there's one set goal i do think that no matter where you at in life whether you're working for a big corporation or self-employed, you're probably always going to be working for some asshole who doesn't appreciate you. Ain't that the truth, right? You know, I think there is a big uh, bonus to working for yourself and being your own employer, but I also see the possible downside of, uh, you know, you're not having that guaranteed safety net of a nine to five and, when you work for a another company, if you work for another employer, when something doesn't go right, it's on them. If uh, for some reason your own company isn't able to make money, well, guess whose fault that is? I mean, if this podcast is a complete and utter failure and I have like two listeners and one's my mom and one's my dad, I mean, then it would just be par for the I, I mean i'm so used to failure that uh it wouldn't bother me in the least it would just be you're right it, i would be the one responsible i am making up my own world well it, see you're also looking at failure from like there is a goal right but also let's set. be honest i i i don't think i've ever failed at anything in my life so i'm kind of awesome i don't know i don't know no, if, i agree i don't know if you've heard I, I can't speak for every facet of your life. Yeah. Well, it's, I, this isn't me talking. This is apparently everybody else. I've gotten so much support from friends and family, uh, mostly you. You're, you've been a huge asset into making this uh, American dream of mine come true. So thank you for that. Um, don't even think about it. Uh, I don't waste my time. I I just don't. Uh, if this is something that I didn't think would be fun to do, if I didn't think it would be a worthwhile venture for you or for me, if I didn't value our friendship, I wouldn't be here. Um, you sound like every ex-girlfriend of mine right now. You know I, that, right? You know what? And you know how those all ended? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just a, kidding, obviously. With a limp hand job, I'm guessing. But <laughs> with with it with this awesomeness right now, it brought me into this room with you right here right now. Couldn't be more thankful. Every every uh thing we do 
leads to something else. It doesn't always have to be your goal. You know, the American dream, specifically, I don't think that's set in stone either. Well, uh, one of the reasons I sort of also wanted to kind of talk about just, like, America in general right now. Like, you look at, like, you know, I mean, let's be honest, this is kind of like, these podcasts are secret meetings for, you know, me and my friends to take over the world with our love and sharing of speech. And you can tell by the way I talk so good and eloquent about what I'm trying to you speak, stutter out. You speak very good. Yeah. Uh, but so like, like you think of America, so in conspiracy world, right? The, the new world order, they're, they're plotting secretly, you know, in these groups uh, the Freemasons and all that, they're secretly plotting to change, you know, our way of life, the country, the world, blah, blah, blah. Isn't that exactly how America started? Yeah. Didn't um, we meet and try to overthrow a certain way of life and living and controls and institutions and everything? Yeah. What's more American than trying to, than the, the whole Illuminati type of conspiracy thing well let me put it this i think way. it's very american i think it's very american the idea of uh starting off with new ideals and trying to impart them to everybody else but i'll also say this if the illuminati if the freemasons have been trying to change the world for hundreds of years and they were instrumental in the foundation of our country they haven't been trying they have been doing and they haven't just been trying or doing the whole process of changing our way of life our way of life is them you know i don't think we would have the country we have right now without a lot of these uh influential and probably well-meaning groups <laughs> right yeah very well-meaning they love children they love children i know that much i hear that in the news yeah i mean i mean i don't know they but they're always having pizza parties for these little kids i mean they're i they're probably pretty benevolent they're probably just getting a bad rap i, I mean most likely crazy conspiracy people are just you know blowing this way out of proportion well, you don't know uh and i think i think <laughs> i i don't think that anytime there's a whistleblower about the uh stories and rituals that go on at these uh organizations i don't think they've ever sat down and be like oh well josh Vargulish is talking about us again Arr, darn that blasted kid i i don't think they're doing that i think uh, See that that kind of hurts my feeling. My dream is that I am killed for talking about things like this, because <laughs> that would be proof that I'm right. I you could put something like on my tombstone, like uh, you know, I was right, bitches, or something. Oh yeah, on your tombstone, who's gonna make that for you? Uh, some Freemason, hopefully. <laughs> they got. It'll you. just be like they here, got you. here lies some asshole. <laughs> You know Can you what? imagine? Imagine I, I like that. Imagine that would be funny. 
Nobody nobody jokes around with tombstones. You know what? They sometimes do. And I, I, I think about it. Have you you have you ever saw like a funny tombstone? Not not an old funny one. I, I have seen some newer funny ones, like uh famous quotes, stuff like that, and uh I I kinda like those. Um I wanna see something like like imagine just your tombstone said something like "I regret everything" or something like that. Like, <laughs> you know, I I should have got the soup instead of the salad. <laughs> I always chose plastic. I wish I had chose paper. <laughs> I I think it would be nice to. Do uh, they actually even ask that anymore? Well, <laughs> some towns have taken that uh, option away. Frankly. Well, yeah, paper, plastic, or you got your own damn bags. You piece of shit trying to ruin our planet a lot of towns in uh massachusetts they're they made it like one of the town's bylaws now where um no store is allowed to have uh plastic bags they have to use paper or uh give you the option of bringing your own bag um a lot of places in connecticut also uh i mean a lot of places around the country and you know it's pretty hip I mean, it's a good thing. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm not, we're, you know. I mean, it might be a good thing. I don't know that we need laws where it's, like, illegal to <laughs> to use a paper bag or whatever, but. I, I think um, paper bags are good in theory, but they don't get recycled. Yeah, true. They don't. It's. I'm not they, even they convinced like recycling's it's... real. Let's we want to talk about a little bit of conspiracy. Recycling hasn't been uh, a lot of a that lot stuff has not been viable. A lot of that stuff is thrown out. 1992, we used to just sell our garbage directly to China. Well, that's what they do now. Is that the stuff that you're supposedly recycling supposedly is being sent off to? dumps in like other countries like around the world like yeah. it's actually even worse because we're putting it on like barges or whatever like sh container ships or something and just hey go put it in this landfill in china or someplace and it's not even recycled so we started giving uh companies and municipalities um little tax breaks and incentives for adopting recycling plans so what we did was we gather all our recycling and we'd send it out to a uh, a wholesaler and that wholesaler would then sell that material to china and their companies and china was like oh great we'll we'll take this uh you know plastic which is almost a raw material at this point clean it up a little bit shred it into pellets and melt it down well too many places started adopting that policy and then the wave happened. It was a tidal wave of refuse going right to China and higher demand uh, to get rid of it than China ever saw possible. After China became more and more industrialized, they didn't have a need to get you know third-party plastic anymore. They can make their own much cheaper than than actually uh, buying our waste and cleaning it up and all that. So what did China start doing with this stuff? They started trying to sell it to even 
worse off countries. And then eventually, they just start dumping it right in the oceans and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll take this for five, this this boatload for you know fifty thousand dollars. Right. Well, and they dump right. it right in the ocean. Look, we'll pay you fifty thousand dollars to take this trash off our hands. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. What are you gonna do with it? You don't need to know. You're right. I don't. Okay. And just go dump it in the ocean. Be like, yeah, you got any more of that trash? We'll gladly take your money. Yeah, there, there's no checks and balances with the deal. I mean, we also, we're all guilty of it, too. Oh, yeah. We're all guilty oh, of yeah. closing our eyes and saying, this is fine. China knows what they're doing. Nothing Every to do with, article I mean... of clothing you or I are wearing was likely the product of slave labor. Well, yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's why it's so snug and comfy and everything. I'm telling you. You can feel the pain could, and torture in it. Could you get stitching that close if you were an adult? No, no. Those are child fingers doing that. Right. Very yes. nimble. Yes. But every time one of us buys a product for I'll tell you, you know, I, 50 cents I, that... You know, I would like to see America go back to, you know, the turn of the... 20th century with uh, child labor and stuff. I mean, I think, I mean, if the problem are these lazy kids, you know, getting out of college and can't get a job, I mean, what if you, what if instead of starting your uh, career in the workforce at what, 24, 23, 22, 23, 24, 25, whatever? That is late, huh? Right? What if you start at 10 or 12? So by the time you're 20, you're 10 years into your job already. Yeah, I could see that. I could. See I mean, that. did did we just save the problem with jobs and and like lazy millennials and stuff? I think we just did. I like child uh, labor. It's the answer. A lot of uh, countries have the idea of conscription, mm -hmm. uh, where when you hit a certain age, doesn't matter, you know, what your status is. Doesn't matter if you're um, just the kid down the street, or if you're a pop sensation at a certain age. Right. Look at Justin Bieber. Look how young he started. What a success he is today. <laughs> he he was another one of those idols. Perfect example of how this will work. <laughs> I I think um, in a lot of the countries they have stuff like uh, conscription, where you have to do a you know five or six year stint in the military. I think if we could do something like that um, with industry instead of specifically uh, military, I think that might be nice. Like after you graduate high school or heck, even at 16, you could do half your day in school and the other half working for uh, your mun municipality doing road work doing um you know what actually that what i really you're actually really on to something there because i i like the idea of going back to the native americans where you got your little village your tribe and stuff and guess what the person who likes being outdoors working with their hands likes like you know hard work and sweating and you know knows how to like fix things and stuff could just go around and that would be like on their weekend or whatever or maybe you know everybody gets a month off or something but 
you know, the only um, a, a prerequisite or whatever is that you do something good for the community for a couple of days or something like that. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I think that could absolutely uh, change how this so, country is going. Right. right so without relying on governments is what I'm saying is basically because I don't know if you know this, but no person can rule over another human being. Oh, you haven't tried, have you? <laughs> well, I mean, you can, but my point being is that when you're born, you're uh, wasn't it in the country. I mean, born you're born free. Yes. I don't. You're, I don't think we're naked. very free. Right you're also now. born naked. Yeah. Things change. Oh. Things change very quickly. Uh, I th- think that everybody has the right to pursue happiness. All right, what do you think? All right, just, but... I really hope I don't sound like a jackass because... That's I, fine. <laughs> I, have I, a know, feeling, I don't know. I have a feeling but, that's what this is going to be. Because I prerequisited... Whatever. <laughs> that, yeah, I probably will be a jackass. Uh, but no, the... Um, Word government supposedly comes from what to govern is to like control or something to that idea. Like yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm too, I'm so lazy. I'm not even gonna. I got a computer right here. I could just Google and blah blah blah. And I might even be wrong. I don't know. But um, but I believe it's and govern is like control and then meant or whatever is mine. So it's like literally government means or comes from the word comes from. Or means to basically control the mind. Uh, in essence. In yes. essence, right. I'm that, not saying that's the literal translation. Well, it, it might even You can be, Google it, and if I'm wrong, I'm it, an idiot. It might even be the literal translation of it, but... It's not what we think of it. We don't... That, when we say government, mind. obviously, we don't think our mind controllers. It's, uh... I mean, I do. Controlled but. society through a common thought. Right. Um, but uh, etymology is one of my favorite things, and like how words evolve mm. into from one thing to another. Like uh, the word spatula. Um, spatula city. You ever been there? Spatula city. <laughs> I'm glad you got that reference. Uh, spatulas. Uh, the word spatula is it was that was the Roman sword, the spatula. It's a, a thin metal blade. And then over years, it became an instrument that we would use for flapjacks. So, like, maybe people were joking back in the day. They're like, oh, it's it's like that thin little sword. but um, things, And it just is a joke that becomes, like, the normal nomenclature or whatever you call it. Speaking of uh, nomenclature. Nom- is it nomen? Nomen. Nomenclature, right? Nomenclature works. I sound like such an idiot. <laughs> Um, if I were to call you a Nimrod right now, what would you think I'm, I'm meaning? I would think you meant the great hunter or whatever, because that's what he is in the Bible. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you called somebody a Nimrod in say, that is, so, uh, the 50s, people would think that you were insulting them. Uh, because kids would start calling each other Nimrod because Bugs Bunny called Elmer Fudd Nimrod sarcastically really because, 
Elmer Fudd. Is that where it comes from? Elmer Fudd was a great hunter. Kids didn't know what Nimrod meant. They didn't know the biblical term. You know what? That makes so much sense because that's, we, again, that's, uh, we're all so, by what we get in our youth and everything, and yeah, that's exactly what kids would do. They would go to their brother or sister and be like, you Nimrod, and it would just, like, like a virus spread out, you know, in their school and then to their relatives and everything else until. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of blue collar workers would hear their kids calling each other nimrod and but then at some point you just grow up with it too so then and then you're passing it down to your kids and obviously green day comes out you know so it just keeps like sticking around Uh, the the u.s military even called one of their uh rockets uh nimrods giving it really respect to the hunter because it was one of the first guide really well-guided missiles um, like what are the ones but, in Desert Storm? They're, they're they're like this will shoot down a fucking chimney and oh scuds. We we will just blow the shit out of everybody. Look how great America is. The I death mean, killing machines we got. What was the last conflict we had before that? Like Korea? No, Vietnam. Vietnam. That doesn't even count because that was guerrilla warfare. What, what what do you mean the the last like regular type war or what you yeah know? The, or the civilized last... type war before we just like started invading places and just being like oh there's civilized no reason war. we're, we're n- we don't want this to ever end <laughs> like wars used to actually maybe kind of be about something even though they're all bullshit but oh I th- I think uh, the books tell us they were about something greater than they are. I mean, but World our, War uh, Two. Our fight for you, freedom from the British was so we could tell our own people what to do instead of somebody else telling right. us what to do. It's just a different hand petting the dog. Yeah. I mean, if they wanted true freedom, there probably wouldn't have been states to begin with. If we wanted true freedom, I mean, uh, one of my favorite things is this book. It's... Hold on, I just want to check real quick because I want to get the name right because I really like it. It's a, a audio book. It's not even really a book. It was like a article or something, but so it's pretty short. Uh, but I I absolutely loved it. And it, it was very uh, inspirational for me doing this podcast because it was talking. It's talking about like finding your tribe and yeah. all this. But I think it's called tribal or something. My phone's being stupid right now, but. Um, long story short, they would, he, in the audiobook, he's talking about how the Native Americans, so the Europeans would get, I don't know if they get caught or lost or whatever, but they, you know, some Europeans or whatever would end up with the Native Americans, like living with them and stuff. Yeah. And they would actually prefer it and refuse to go back to the civilized, so-called civilized European type living. Like, they would stay with the Native American tribe. Oh, yeah. Whereas the Native Americans, though, I don't think ever, or very rarely, I should say, I say never because they did do stuff and go to Europe and that, but, like, like Europeans were like, 
this is a revolution. There is a better way to live, and it is not our civilized European type society. Yeah, uh, their way was a lot more structured than it might look in the movies. Well, because they, dude, like I think you said, I think they said like you work like maybe an hour a day or something. Because what do you do? You like weave a basket for an hour or whatever, and you're like, all right. That's about all I had to do today. Like, now let me just chill. Let me take a nap. Let me, like, I don't know. There, it's just, it makes more. I, I honestly feel like in the future we will go back to a more simplistic, oh, all, yeah. almost Native American type of way. If nothing else, maybe at the very least, like, kind of like what you see in the 40s and 50s with, like, you know, when you actually knew your neighbor and stuff and, and yeah. you know, I, like I, sort of like tribal villages, city, you know, like maybe this your little city area will be more important than the world and all that. I think the, I, the one thing I keep coming back to is society is too large. Hold on, sorry, I just want to interrupt because it's called Tribe by Sebastian Younger. J-U-N-G-E-R. I don't know if that's Younger, Younger, whatever. I'm an idiot. I'm... Well, that, that's how I can tell you right when, when you have to talk all the time, I'm realizing how stupid I am. <laughs> you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be... No, it's part of my charm. <laughs> People are gonna love. People are gonna love it. We're gonna laugh about it. It's not just about like knowing stuff. You have to say it perfectly every time. Yeah, the facts have to be one hundred percent. You know, word for word. That is not gonna be this podcast. Let me tell you. Word for word, you have to know all the the numbers and everything every time. Just to talk about it. Nobody knows. Do you know how much shit? Do you know how much shit and information I take in? I I can't remember everything perfectly. I remember the essence, the idea, the thought, the feeling behind it, or whatever, which is really what matters. And if uh, anybody's interested, they can always look up Google stuff or reach out to me. Yeah. Uh, this is I, so I, bad I for the podcast. Sure is. Um, you hear I that, think... everybody? I'm peeing. Well, I mean, it's cranberry juice, so I think, I mean, at well, least you know, your, you know why I'm drinking cranberry juice. Trying to flush that nasty out, huh? Sorry, everybody. Um, also, yeah, I'm we're, sure the microphone picked that. Yeah, up. we're that we're we're up. doing a puzzle, and we're putting together a puzzle of Starry Night. I love how liberally you keep saying we. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My guests are putting together a puzzle. There's it's there's a method to my madness. Trust me. All all will probably be revealed eventually, but just know this puzzle, it's it's something. There's a reason. So I have Josh on the other side of, uh, of the booth here, and he is watching me put together a puzzle, and I feel like. I'm not sure how many of you short bus people out there are listening, but I I was on the short bus and this is the exact 
type of meeting that we would have with the school counselor before we were assigned the short bus. Oh, uh, you caught me. <laughs> we would I'm st- trying to figure out what kind of people I'm associating with. We, we would sit in our room and play a word association game while I'm fiddling around with a puzzle. And they think, well, this guy probably shouldn't be on the bus with other people. And we need to let him out of school 15 minutes before the other students. So there's no issues. Oh, my favorite in school was the kids who were like in some special class or whatever, and they were like they've been like they've been in high school for five, six years or something. <laughs> I was in a special class for um, probably not the most common reason. Um, I I was a behavioral issue. Uh, they thought I might have actually been. Um, developmentally challenged uh, for the longest time. Were they wrong? <laughs> they thought I, I uh, they thought I wasn't um, all there. They saw my work was never you know, up, because, to, up to grade level. Let me guess because you were like a free thinker and you knew it was all bullshit. <laughs> no, I it came to light when um the scholastic achievement test came through and uh, I was told as soon as I finished this, I could, you know, read a book or draw something. So we were given um, two and a half hours for the first part uh, with a snack break in between and then lunch. And then you come back to finish the rest of the test. And we do this for two or three days and each day I was uh, completed with my section um, before the first snack break. So naturally, you know, no teacher really expected I would do anything different. You know, just fill out the answers, abacadabba, A-B-A-C-D-B-A. And, you know, just try to blow through it so I can, you know, get to my own thing. And the thing is, I was actually going through all the answers and getting them right. So that's when they looked at my grades and then they looked at the test results where I scored in the 99th percentile on all of these tests. And then they actually had me come into a room and take the, take another version of the same test uh, where I could be closely monitored to make sure there wasn't any shenanigans going on with my test results. And um, uh, again, same results. Then I had... Uh, some sort of a proctor come in who was um, from was gamble with them. Or? <laughs> no, it was uh, some guy who comes in to like administer the test and come to see if there's any like abnormalities with the tests and everything. And he actually started talking to me and asking me questions and stuff. And he says, you won't believe it, but the last five questions I asked you were from the, the high school version of this test. And you answered them perfectly, you know, about oxidation and all that stuff. And um, Michael Faraday's process of electrolysis. And so this is where it gets bad. Sorry, can I I just say one thing? I I don't really mean to cut you off, and I apologize. But I just want to say, I think what we're learning is school is not for intelligent people. School is for idiots. (laughs) School is for people 
who need to be taught how to follow and and you know like like if you are an intelligent person if you're free what do we always hear about like einstein all these you know so-called geniuses and stuff they sucked at school they dropped out in the fourth grade and and went to work and ended up be, being like some nobel prize winning scientist or something right like all the time well how often do you hear about a revolutionary epic person like um Henry Ford or Einstein, Socrates. None of these people did the same thing that everybody else did better. I mean, they did their own. They did their. They learned how to think. Did Socrates even go to college? I mean, why are we even listening to him if he doesn't have a diploma? Does he have a diploma from an accredited university? <laughs> I, I think. Uh, the Socratic uh, process was <laughs> the basis for a lot of these colleges now. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I mean, if he hasn't gone to Harvard or Yale or something, I don't know why we're listening to him. Okay. Those well, are the only people worth listening to. The rest of us are garbage. To quote the great Socrates, I drank what? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people are like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, that's fine. If you don't get, if you don't get that joke, here's what you do. Go to your nearest hemlock <laughs> supplier, distributor, and buy some and drink it. Uh, and also to preface that joke, I probably should have mentioned that Socrates was blind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just continuing <laughs> with the theme of what an idiot i am it was hemlock or something like that right i mean he was poison he drank poison he, he drank poison he was, was forced to drink poison ah well and i think it was hemlock right well it so you'll hear a lot of things about being forced and it basically all right the official the official history that's basically the gist of it right is that for whatever so, I forget the exact reason, but yeah, that he it was like you you need to drink this poison and die. Um, it, it was it probably came down to a lengthy trial, through a um, through a court that was not going to side with him through political reasons, and he was going to have the same outcome. So it was, hey man, nice shot. The filter song. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so he. Oh, so he just, he put on filter, he put on his headphones, and he was like, you know what? I did it all. Hey, man, nice shot. Let me drink this poison and just Lift go the, out like, an em, like emo and, you know. Live the way he died on his own terms. Yeah. Um, he did it because he was likely going to be uh, horrifically, you, horrifically so tortured what? to death because... Why? Why was he in this situation? I I don't remember that part. Ah, oh, he 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 talked some shit. He talked was, some shit. To was he talking shit about the government or? He talked some shit about leaders. the government to a lot of people yeah. who would think he was thought provoking and hilarious. Yeah, he was the first canceled stand-up right? comedian. Right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. They canceled him <laughs> with Hemlock. Yeah. What if we did that now? What if we were like, hey, hey, uh, uh, uh I think a lot of Chris D'Elia, Chris D'Elia, you're, you're canceled, man. You've got to drink this hemlock now. Oh, I don't know. 
What if we said, hey, you can either clean shave and stop wearing jeans to everything or drink the hem- drink the hemlock? All right. You don't see a lot of poisoning now. Like the, uh, was the no, you don't. Medi- Medici family or whatever that made that like super popular in Italy back in the day? Yeah. Poison, the Medici's, they got a lot of credit for it. But if you look. I mean, I'm not saying they invented poison. I'm just saying they were known. I mean, that's, I mean, that's it, kind it, of it what was... they're known for is these great poisoners. I would have said their commerce in uh, Florence and Venice, but well, you would be very lame then. <laughs> but it, it was very popular in Italy to um, come up with these tinctures and stuff. And even if you look at a lot of Renaissance paintings, um, all the women have extremely wide eyes and their pupils are extremely dilated that came anime anime chicks it came from a a tincture (laughs) that they would make out of um belladonna and um great porn star yeah (laughs) (laughs) but this uh this plant they would take the the roots and make an extract out of it like every part of belladonna is poisonous (laughs) you're telling me have you seen those videos but these women would put drops in their eyes and it would make their eyes dilated, which they thought made them more beautiful. Oh, and that... a lot of these women died quite horribly oh. because of their kidneys and liver shutting Dude, down. Yeah. But have you ever seen a chick with dilated pupils? Haven't you been like, Oh, well, I mean, look at that one's pupils. You say, you say that as a joke, but like if, Oh, it's no joke, bro. In, I got a pupil what, fetish. What was it, the, the <laughs> I got a dilated. Early nineties, no, like ninety four, ninety five. Heroin chic was really in. Yeah, yeah, and it was for that same look. They were trying to recapture it. You know, styles go in cycles and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know that look pops up every few years. In the sixties, it was there again, and um, the mod fashion. Uh, it came back in as heroin. There's chic. something you don't hear a lot of people talk about is mod fashion, or a lot of people. At least over here in America. Obviously, I don't know in jolly old London what's going on. but They, they call it posh now. Is that um, what it is? That's what it kind of evolved into. It's uh, So Posh Spice was a mod? <laughs> posh Spice was not posh. Nora was she is ba- now. Nora was baby baby. That wasn't a baby? Mm-mm. You tell me that was a grown woman? But her hair was in pigtails. I'm still. That's a, that's a child thing. It should be. It should be. It has led to many it should, confusing... It should stay there, right? Yeah. You shouldn't sexualize the look of a child. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I I think they were, like, running out of ideas after they went to scary. They're like, you're scary. Yeah, but you know why she was called scary, right? What? the Why the one black one was called scary? <laughs> uh, Yeah. How did we never find, like, think about all the people today. Imagine the Spice Girls came out today, and they were like, oh, and the black woman, her name's Scary Spice. What kind of field day would the people online have with something whether like that? Whether or not it was her own idea, whether or not it was her own idea, it would still be an issue. First of all, why? What, uh, here's why she's Scary Spice, because she would, like, 
put her hands up and be like, I'm an animal. I'm, I'm scary. Like, what was scary about? Why was her name scary? I don't know. It was, I thought Baby Spice was a little scarier. I mean, I thought if, if I see, I think Sporty Spice was probably the scariest. I like Sporty. At, but at least, anything. I mean, her gimmick made sense. She's like, I'm Sporty Spice. I wear like Nike, you know, track suits and yeah. whatever. Like, she's like, I dress sporty. So I'm Sporty Spice. <laughs> I'm a minority. I'm scary. <laughs> like, that, that wasn't even the, the most racist one. What, what was the, the one mo- who wore all red? What was her name? Ginger Spice. Oh, Ginger. <laughs> Let's celebrate. I feel like Ginger's a lot of people's favorites. I'll tell you, this podcast is exactly what I hoped for. <laughs> the fact that we're talking about the Spice Girls. If you want to talk about the American dream, look at the countries. Getting paid to talk about Spice Girls? Yeah, that's like, that's what? my brother's dream. I mean, if my brother could get paid to talk about Walt Disney and <laughs> the Spice Girls, he'd oh. be in heaven. I think the American dream you're not going to see it here. If you want to see the American dream, look at the countries that aspire to achieve the American dream. Spice Girls is the perfect representation of the American dream. Spice Girls, they did not make their money from the British market. They didn't make it from the Japanese market. They made it from Americans, which is fantastic. I love that. They made themselves into a product. What do you mean, though, they made it? Because they were popular in the UK and stuff. They might have been popular. How many? But the market's smaller. The market is much smaller. How, we, many, like, how many cities can they have a big concert in in the UK? I'm probably going to Wembley. guess. <laughs> is there anything besides Wembley? Do they have one other stadium or arena? Because I don't know one. I mean, I know they got there football but (laughs) they don't call it football i mean i do (laughs) i gotta you know we have a much larger market our the uh way we saturate saturate the uh market the the market with a with a new artist it's almost admirable that that we can have one hit wonders i i think the idea of being a one hit wonder that's the American dream. Spice Girls, that was the American dream. By a bunch of Brits? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, to be famous for your looks and not much talent, yeah, that's American is hell. They they wanted to achieve something that they probably wouldn't have been Did, able to do. Do you think, were they attractive? Did you find them, like, were you like, oh, Spice Girls, they're like so hot. Yeah, but not nearly as hot as those Hanson chicks. <laughs> with <laughs> oh the Hanson girls they were just oof. no the Spice Girls they're not ugly I, they're I, not I, ugly I, I'm not saying they're ugly but on par with I don't know whatever like Katy Perry who are, I don't know who every everybody's got their own taste and everything but but like if you gave me the choice between any of the Spice Girls and somebody like Katy Perry or whoever I'd choose Katy Perry. Just better makeup artist. Yeah. She probably just had a better makeup artist. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I think the, the best I just I never found the Spice Girls to be, like, super hot. Yeah, fair. Is that a controversial statement? 
I think it's... We're handling the real controversies and conspiracies here. All right. Next week, we have um, Jerry Hallowell <laughs> coming in to be our Do guest. Do you think I could get... I bet I could get Sporty Spice on here. I think Great. so. Uh, <laughs> what could she be doing these days? You, you know what? I wonder... Um, People are probably going to hate this. I, I wonder how many celebrities... If you could pick a celebrity who you think might show up to a podcast if you offered them dinner and to just like hang out which which celebrity do you think would come do that okay what's, Corey what's, feldman let's also say say there if i said hey i'll promote your your no. insane endeavors and uh i mean just just by like saying like hey you want to come over and just like bullshit about stuff for a, a little bit and then hang out i mean uh, and, i think and, bill murray would probably i do. i was gonna say bill murray dude that's crazy i was exactly what i was gonna say but i, I was gonna say bad. if i would feel if, bad asking him if i if somehow bill murray was in this city and i ran into him and i said hey bill you ever been on a podcast? He's like, nah, I don't do that stuff. I said, well, I got one, and I don't know. Would you want to come do it? And he would be like, you know what? Because he's always doing that weird stuff where he's like, I'm going to make some fries or something at this like burger joint or something. But he just does weird things like that sometimes. And You know what? It, it's only weird because it's not something that we... Well, because most celebrities aren't like, yeah, let me... Let me come hang out at some party of you know random what? people or whatever. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum, I could probably. Dude, see is that. he not the best looking? Like, was he seventies or something? Like he. Yeah, you know one thing I've always kind of admired about him. He always has his look. It doesn't He's matter. one of the coolest dudes you will ever meet, I feel like. His his style has changed dramatically through the years, but he has always had when you look at his style, you always know it's his look. Yeah, but just like the way he talks and like he leans he like knows what he is and, and what people are think of him and saying about him and like leans into it and, and has fun with it and stuff. Like he's yeah. really cool and he's but dude, he, I'm I forget he's like really old. He's like seventies or something at this point, and still great head of hair, yeah, and everything, and and still acting commercials things. I just seen him on this week it's E three or whatever. I seen him. He, he was promoting some Jurassic Park game or something. <laughs> I mean, it was kind I of sad that. a little bit. <laughs> he still has to do that, but they probably said, "Hey, we'll throw you whatever ten grand or something just to." Spend literally like a minute saying, "Oh, I hope you like this game." Blah blah blah. Why not? I, <laughs> I, I think he might have actually had to like it. Like he might have. He, he was probably he excited. Should... He was like, "Oh, this is. <sighs> Thank you for this amazing opportunity. I, I don't get to announce video games every day. This is so. This is so interesting. This. So... <laughs> yeah, I, I could kind of see him being that. Like that. I mean, that would be me. Yeah, I don't think there. That's kind of how I am all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, if you I, live that way, that's a good way to live when you're just yeah. always, like, you know, not jaded and an asshole and stuff. Like, I'm jaded and an, an asshole 
but I think I know why. Yeah. Like I, I, I still keep trying new things, and I, you, you can ask me about anything. I'd be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know volcanoes? I was in one once. <laughs> it was exploding. That happened. Is this a real story? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, let's go down this route, okay. I guess. I mean, we went from Spice Girls to, you know, Jeff Goldblum, and, and I don't even know. And now, yeah, let's – I mean, this is why I made this podcast, because I think my friends are awesome, and I think uh, they got great stories, and I want to hear them. So. Yeah, so lay it on me, brother. So when I was um, much younger than I am now, I was a military brat. And specifically the Air Force. So I was born on an Air Force base. I, I've lived in Air Force bases pretty much my whole life until, you know, I hit the double digits. And w- at one point we were living in uh, um, Sicily in a little town called Camaso. Our Air Force base. That's slash... Italy, right? Just for... Yes. Okay. It's, uh, the, it's the rock that the boot is kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this Mediterranean Island. We're in a air force base that is in the middle of, well, on the outskirts of this town called Camaso. Beautiful on, town. Love that town. It, it really was beautiful. I'm sure. It, when, when you think of like Mediterranean, um, you know, small town charm, that was Were you it. like a little kid sipping your wine? Uh, no, but you did see kids drinking wine. You know, the Italian kids. The cool kids. And for a period, I could speak fluent Italian, and I would just pretty much talk smack to all my teachers in Italian, and they didn't speak any Italian, so it was great. So you were in, like, an English school, and you would speak Italian because they all spoke English? Uh, so part of it was we had to learn Italian also, Uh like you know how you have uh but how do you speak how do you speak italian in italy to a teacher that doesn't know italian um like how is this teacher living in italy and doesn't know that you're just just like any other adult were they they more like an english like a teacher that was like there to teach in english oh they they were all american teachers that's what i mean that because that's what people do they right language teachers right you know where like it'd be like, oh hey, we got this um, military base in Italy, full of Americans. The kid, you know, they have kids. We want to teach them their, you know, their native language is obviously English or whatever. So, just teach English. Maybe I'm making so, so too you know, big a deal of so this. You, I'm just confused. So you know how um, closer you get to Texas. The more schools teach Spanish than they teach right. French. Right. Uh, that was kind of the same idea in Italy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to teach you Spanish if you're completely surrounded by Italy. And it made sense to be able to speak a bit of Italian, I'm sure. Um, of course, I, I never got to the point where I was using it for anything useful other than insulting my English only speaking teachers. Okay. That's all I, I I was just confused. I was like, are you speaking to a teacher that only speaks English or, or are they, you know? I, I had my kindergarten teacher, uh, Mrs. Delavasia. How do you remember that name? I, I don't know. I thought it, I always thought it was fun because uh, Delavasia, 
you know what's crazy is you just triggered my mind and I now remember my kindergarten teacher's name and if you had asked me 20 minutes ago I would have probably had no idea <laughs> Mrs. Limoges who I had a crush on oh, she was oh, cute Miss Delavasio is not cute it, it's funny because she had a very Italian sound, sounding name but she didn't speak a word of Italian so I used to call her in perfect Italian I would call her uh, I would say something which she would ask me something and I would say yes Mrs. Delavasia the dog faced woman <laughs> you call her a dog faced woman yes <laughs> is that the equivalent of a bitch basically is that like your best Italian like... I mean at 7, 8 yeah. I thought it was pretty good yeah okay um, my parents both got a chuckle out of it when they found out what I was saying to her. Mm. Um, was she dog faced, or was it just a funny joke to a kid? She had one of those moles on her face that had that the, the hairs coming out of it. Oh. Which I mean, if you have one, you know, pluck them. But <laughs> you would think, right? You would think. I mean, you don't just get it overnight. Right, yeah. You don't wake up when they go, oh, God, I didn't even realize I had a three-inch hair sticking out of my chin or whatever. But it was it was fun because it, it was not a real military base. And I say that in the most well-meaning way. But when you think military base, you're expecting, like, honor code. You're expecting strict rules and regulation. And... My dad could get get in trouble now because he's dead, but there were some late nights where my dad wouldn't come home. You know, he just would not be home because he was playing Monopoly for money <laughs> with the rest of the guys in his office, and they'd been doing that since 8 o'clock in the morning. Just Wait, partying. Monopoly was, for money? They would... <laughs> They did not. Do I've never heard of that. Is that like a thing people do? Oh, and the best part was he was an intelligence in Sicily, in the Air Force, in the late 80s. If you look at that on the map and you look at where the Middle East is, we were like the first, pretty close. We were the first line of defense. We were like 300 miles from the Middle East. So at the press of a button we could send any of the 36 glickums right out of rack i have no idea what a glickum is um ground land air missile you know those big trucks that have the giant rocket launchers yeah. on the back of them now you're talking my language those are glickums oh those are cool yeah we had 36 of them yeah do you um, have any today i i don't think <laughs> No, I mean you personally. Did did your father ever hand any down to you? No, he did give me a uh, training um, rocket launcher, though. He found in the dumpster. And you did tell me this story before. And my, I used to think my dad was like the coolest because he could like he could finagle like garbage into an awesome toy. So he took this uh, testing rocket launcher that was used for training purposes only. And he also took one of my ray guns, and he put the uh, the battery pack inside the handle, and he um, put the little trigger mechanism onto into the thing, and he held it all together with like duct tape and stuff, 
and he made it so when I pressed the trigger of the rocket launcher, it would make that sound. And that was pretty cool. But what did it fire? Uh, it was a, uh, I think like an AT4 um, rocket launcher. Like no, but personal... what what were you? Was it just it would make sounds when you fired it, or yeah. it actually fired something? No, it would just make sounds oh, okay. and okay. light up and okay. stuff. Sorry, I was confused for a second. I thought like maybe you made it into some toy where it'd like shoot some. No, my dad did turn a bicycle pump into a um like a orange peel shooter because we had orange groves all around us. the The base was like completely surrounded by orange groves. Um. And there was no fence separating us from the locals. It was just when you go down this street and you go through this gate, you are in the Air Force base. You have to show paperwork and all that stuff to get onto the base. Except for if you go down that street and then you are just in Italy. <laughs> there's no fence. There's no border. Can I just say, I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to go through it. Air, you should not have air forced on you as <laughs> as a beautiful, strong, intelligent man. And you were a child then. That air should not have forced itself on you. Man, it, let, let me tell you, though. This, <laughs> I had some uh, young Indiana Jones adventures that I didn't even realize were adventures until much later. Well, yeah, well, I, to you it was just normal everyday stuff probably as a kid. So th there was this uh, place, I think it was uh, Toramina, and they had all like all sorts of stuff to play on and stuff. And um, there was this one thing I used to call the Marshmallow Man because I just saw Ghostbusters and the Marshmallow Man is this giant thing, kind of blocky and everything. And uh, so I'd always climb on the Marshmallow Man and always some Italian guy would tell me to get off of it. And uh, it wasn't until much later when I, I was looking at the uh, pictures that my parents would take of me playing on the marshmallow man that it was actually uh roman sculptures <laughs> it was actually it was i mean did you break them or deface them or anything i didn't but i was climbing on them like they were jungle gyms well it's uh, better than spray painting them i mean i don't like i don't think you did anything that bad but we we would take like little weekend trips all the time like little day trips because there were a thousand things you could see like um the shores, they had these really nice caves that you could go into, uh, fossils and all the rocks and everything. Um, and then, of course, there's Mount Etna. Mount Etna is the, I think, currently the most active volcano, certainly in the Mediterranean. It erupts, you know, a good-sized eruption every few years. Kind of, I forgot we were talking about a volcano story. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, continue. <laughs> so we would often take trips to um, Mount Etna, and we go to like another one of the uh, military bases, uh, Siganella, because they had a lot of stuff that our base didn't have, like a Wendy's. Oh, hey yeah, man. a Wendy's, and they had you know video stores that actually had Ninja Turtles and He Man, Master of the Universe, with Dolph Lundgren. But they didn't have a lot of that sorry, stuff on the base. I, I, I'm so sorry. I really don't want to derail your good story. But how long before we get She-Man 
master of the like a trans he-man <laughs> type thing did you see the newest uh edition of she uh what is it she-ra Uh-oh. um she-ra was made by i mean i know what she-ra is but I don't, is there a new comic book or they, they made a new series on netflix where i believe she is non-binary I, I have to put a question. What is? I have to put a question at that the end of it because I think non. Either way, I just kind of want to make a dumb joke, but I feel like it's a matter of time before there is something have. like that. Yeah, yeah it's you're dumb. telling me. Okay, so you're telling me I'm not even joking. It's basically happened. Yeah, I mean, even just the name He Man was a joke to begin with. Like, yeah, I mean, well, what do we call this He Man? Like he man, or it'd be like like what? Yeah, what it's it's it. usually isn't it usually the two? So it'd be like he him. It'd be like he him man or something like he slash him man or something. She her yeah. Z Zim. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, but, but I, I'm sorry. I um, but we, we go I don't know if that's bad to derail you like that, but continue with your story. That's all we're doing is derailing each other, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. That, that's usually how our conversations go. I know, right? I mean, that's what I want. It's if if we were just hanging out at a party, drinking, playing cards, or something. This is the type of conversation we would have, and I just wanted to put it on uh, wax or whatever, as yeah. they say. But you know how, like, right now, if on a nice day, you might go to the beach or something. Hmm. We would go to the beach, or we would go to the mountain, which was Mount Etna, and we would take our little trip up there, and we'd go walk around it was the first time i'd seen snow since i'd gotten you know to europe and uh and one day we went up there and this was you know after we've taken many trips there and um the fog started to smell really bad (laughs) it it there was this one grove of chestnut trees that was up there that we'd always play in and everything it was always foggy because it was at just that right height where the cloud line hit and the fog started to smell really bad so were the monsters in it like the mist didn't get that close (laughs) but we were hanging out inside of one of the craters and we came out what a lot of people don't understand is in a volcano there are multiple craters oftentimes um we were not in the active crater we were in a dormant part of uh the volcano however the other side was erupting quite vigorously and the way the road around to get there went it kind of went around the side of the mountain so on our way back down the road we had wanted to go down um the fog got really thick so my dad stopped the car and maybe 10 feet, 11 feet in front of us, the road had just fallen off the side of the mountain. So we were pretty much like stuck up there for a little while until we could uh, traverse a different road. But I was in the crater of a volcano while it was erupting. Now, when you tell that story in third grade, your teacher might call you a liar. <laughs> Well, I told this story 
when I had come back to the United States and I was in a small town school and I told the story of how I was in a volcano while it was erupting, the road fell away off the mountain and that the fog just smelled really bad. My teacher called me a liar. I told her I am not a liar. And my mother had to come into school, uh, tell the teacher the story of the time we had to find emergency way off of an active volcano. And then she, my mother promptly pulled me out of that teacher's class for calling me a liar in front of the, making me stand up in nice. front of the entire class nice. and uh, called me a liar. I've had some fun stories. All right. I think we'll probably, because you and I could literally go probably all night back and forth with this. And, yeah. and I, I can't wait to do this again with you. Um, oh, wow. There's still so much to talk about. What's wow? I just looked at the time. I didn't even realize. How long have we been? I I honestly don't. um, um, According to this, it's 1,971 seconds or something. I don't even know how long that is. How do you measure measure a podcast? (sighs) By content, honestly. 525,600 minutes. Is that what... Oh. Is that the the, the rent? Missed, that's rent, right? Rent that, that's rent. <laughs> that's great. But uh, seriously, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, what what are we at? What, how many? Do you know how long we've been podcasting? Uh no, it's been years. I mean, I don't even care. But it's it's like Joe. You know, like people actually like I. Uh, I don't have a set time for. I like I like long podcasts as, as long as I enjoy them. I mean, if people are enjoying us, I mean, do you ever really go? I I wish they would stop. I'm enjoying this too much or whatever. No, you, uh, ladies, gentlemen, Z Zims, um, you can pause this at any time. Uh, and come back to it. You yeah. can come back to us if this is what you're doing while you're. Although your honestly, if they're ready. listening to it right now, if they've made it this far, I don't think they need to like no pause uh, it or whatever at this point. I'm sure you've skipped around I mean, at this point. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Now we're bad. But I do have a few things I need to get to. Um, one thing I want to say is, so hopefully I'm going to be on uh, what I consider an influential and one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, it's this guy, Isaac Weishaupt. He has this conspiracy theory and unpopular culture. I'm so sorry, Isaac. I have just let you down big time. Uh, but so hopefully, and I'm gonna be on it and promoting the podcast, and I'm offering five people, five people, anybody who listens to this podcast made it this far, and can. I'll talk about it on his podcast, but uh, probably reach. Uh, yeah, God, all right. My my email J. V A R G U L I S H. If you email me saying you like the podcast, blah blah blah, you heard me on on Isaac's uh, conspiracy podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm five people. They get uh, you want a book, you want a uh, a, a mug, uh, a shirt or something from his site, whatever. I don't know, whatever you. I'll give you something if if I even get five people to listen to this podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will be so thankful and happy. So get in touch with me if you hear me on there. Hey, I'll you let me know when it airs. Yeah. I will be listening. Yeah. And uh Oh god. So yeah, anyway, that's one thing I'm doing anyway. But and then uh just one quick other thing I just wanna I wanna shout out my fellow podcast brethren that uh, I, I want other people to listen to support or just uh, they're my friends and I just want to give them uh, shout outs and help uh, them and promote them and and I don't know who knows maybe one or two people actually listen to them and get into them and that'll be amazing so court of outlets uh, and that's court of O-W-L E-T-S that's my brother joseph's podcast and it's like comics dc it's really it's actually really good i'm very impressed they have he has a great dynamic it's him and i think it's like two uh girls like i think one's his girlfriend and one's like a friend or something of that but it's really good it's uh, honestly I, sh- I need to listen more and everything but i hope you check them out and the other one is my buddy uh cobra guys which is actually J- my friend jeremy works with me Cobra Guys is pretty popular. It's a uh, Cobra Kai, the show. Yep. It's a podcast. All right. Uh, about like the Karate Kid and Cobra Guy show and that. And then the other one is Catch Up in the Living Room, which is also Jeremy and it's him and his cousin slash roommate. Where it's really great. They're very funny. He's trying to do the same thing I'm doing. He's trying to get out of our crappy place of business and and make a living podcasting and and doing following the american dream and stuff like we were talking about so uh, i hope people possibly check that out uh you know what Uh, um that was so bad that was a very bad ending but that was a lot of babbling (laughs) i might have to edit that but i probably won't because i'm really stupid and lazy but uh i just thank you so much dude this this has been awesome i love i think this came out great i'm you know what? I was glad glad to be here, and I'll be back anytime you need me. Yeah, and I I think it's always uh, a pleasure. I'll tell you what. I think we talked about some intelligent things. Yeah, we talked about. I some think intelligent people probably things. learned some about... stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, I know I did a little bit. I definitely divulged some military secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about the thirty six glickums. Yeah, I mean you know. Italy like I said, I hope for that. my dream my dream is that this podcast leads to my death as I am somehow a subversive uh, spreading truth and you know I mean what do we like the old Bill Hicks uh, joke or quote or whatever about like you know like all JFK and and Martin Luther King and stuff all these people that preach peace and all that so what do we do to all of them we kill them you know yeah so that's my dream my dream is to be killed for for spreading peace and love next time next time i'm on i'll tell you about the time i was wanted by the fbi (laughs) at at five years old i don't doubt it and uh i'm telling you listeners if you if you knew this dude and you knew his story you you'd believe it too it's i i don't doubt it i don't doubt it with this kid kid man whatever anyway thank you so much for listening everybody Anybody listen, it's you. I can't even begin to tell you how thankful I am that you would listen to an idiot like me. 